1: shoots it, deflected, right in, Peter Angelo, save rebound, Stastny, stopped by Peter Angelo. I don't believe that save, even if Peter Stastny, he can't believe the save that Peter Angelo just made on him as Frankie sparked my, now that maneuver there to stop and rob Peter Stastny he you get 5-10 to 10 for that. Huh. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tendy Talk, the last episode of 2020. I am your host Joe, better known as Washed Up Goalie on social media. This week I talked to a goalie I reached out to in my effort to include goaltenders of all ages and skill levels. My guest is University of North Carolina Wilmington senior goaltender Ryan Beesmer. But before I talk to Ryan, let's take a short break. Hey everybody, Joe here for Anchor, the podcast provider. Here's all you really need to know. One, it's free, and two, Tendytalk uses it. Anchor has features for your podcast like voicemail and listener support that's all available free through the Anchor app or through anchor.fm. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your episodes easily from your phone or computer. Then Anchor does the hard work of distributing your episode through all the major podcast distributors. That is, after you've registered with them, of course. You can also make money for your podcast. I know I will try and do so, so that I can cover simple costs like website hosting. There is no minimum listenership required for you to start earning, so you can start right away. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the show. Ryan, thanks okay. for joining me. It's uh, fun to have you on, and I, I think it's a uh, an interesting uh, detour of some of the guests I've had on in recent weeks. And that you don't have the name recognition of a Kelly Rudy, but uh, I, I think, like all of the other guests, it's still an excellent story. Because at the end of the day, we're all goalies. We all have our own journey, uh, and it's fun to talk to, you know
0: talk to other goalies. So thanks of for joining course. me. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. So, um, for those listening, Ryan is the one of the goalies for the university of North Carolina, Wilmington men's hockey team. Um, and they are an ACHA team, correct? You're breaking up there a little bit there, bud. Um, I, I see you nodding your head. Yes, though. <laughs> You're
0: in the Division Two, currently.
1: Okay, Division Two ACHA. So, I played um, Division Three NCAA hockey, and I think when a lot of people think of college hockey, they automatically think of NCAA. Uh, but so many more schools have ACHA teams, uh, and I think it's something that a lot of players don't even think to. Um, investigate when they're they're looking at playing hockey after high school sure. um, how did you come well even before we get to that route I, I want to know um, where where did you grow up uh, I, I'm guessing kind of down south in the North Carolina area but where did you grow up and uh, discover hockey
0: no so I'm actually from upstate New York okay um, yeah so Ithaca New York that's kind of where I'm from, I'm technically from a tiny little town called Lansing, just outside of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Ithaca, New York is where I'm from. And kind of being from Ithaca, what kind of got me into hockey was Cornell Hockey and the men's yeah. ice hockey team there. Um, obviously, that's a very historic program. Lots of tradition with that, with Joe Neuendijk, Ken Dryden, yep. um, all sorts of really amazing players that have come out of there. Um, Smart so guys, kind of, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how I got into it. Um, it was kind of going to those games as a little kid. My grandpa would take me. And um, I actually remember, it's funny, because I remember at one point when I was really little, I would, you know, see all the checking and I was terrified um, of checking and all that. So I remember at one point telling my grandpa, like, I'm never doing this, but it's so cool. And the next thing you know, here I am. But I think I took, I went to go see one of my friends in school that was playing hockey. And then I realized, oh, they are not hitting right away. So that's kind of what... <laughs> allowed me to get into it. And then as soon as, um, I guess the hitting kind of came into effect, I jumped jumped into the net and got out of.
1: So I avoided that factor. So it, if I'm hearing you correctly, when you started playing hockey, you started out as a, uh, a skater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so what, what drew you to goaltender then, other than you didn't want to get hit? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: I guess so I started out kind of like most kids you're just out there getting on the ice and everything Um, and most of the time my coaches would stick me at defense because I wasn't much of a scorer so they just (laughs) put me back there because I could just keep things from getting past me basically on the blue line Um, but then eventually uh, it was like my first year of travel hockey um which technically it wasn't it's we have travel and snow belt um for my youth hockey association so it was snow belt but we still traveled to other places and played them um so it was my first year of that and the goalie we had on our team we we had a really rough season i think we only won one regular season game all year so it was um quite a struggle for our team um and i remember my coach was at one point just asking like is there like we had a goalie that was kind of set and he was the goalie had equipment and everything. Um but our coach kind of a third of the way halfway through the season and started asking, like, is there just anyone else that wants to yeah. try it? Like Give he, him a break. <laughs> exactly. He wasn't wasn't the best. And so he was like, Can we get anyone else to like give it a shot? And I had like tried it out a couple times before. Um but I was like, Okay, like coach, I'll give it a shot. And then next thing you know, I'm in net the next weekend. Um and I think we we ended up losing like my first game that I was in like five to two or something, but the amount of shots that I had faced was insane and like I still had like an 80% save percentage for like my first game and my coach was like that's it you're in here like I'm not letting you out so um it kind of stuck after that and I think my teammates that year too accepted me were like you're our goalie now um and kind of from there on out that's where I um ended up and was stuck so that was my first year of squirts is when I kind of made okay. that
1: transition. So you say it in an interesting way you were stuck there does part of you Wish you had the opportunity to skate out a little bit more uh, as, as you went on, or d- did you fall in love with the, the position at that time? Um, I definitely, I think as soon as I got put there, there was no,
0: like, I didn't want to leave, but that was yeah. kind of the case. Was like I didn't have the, if even if I had wanted to leave the position, I don't think I had the option. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I loved it. I didn't want to leave. Um so it kind of worked out really well that we were all everyone on my team was content I was like, content being there um but yeah so it all worked out um but yeah that it was then after that so we still hadn't won a game at that point in the season and it was shortly after that we finally got our first win um, and I clearly remember I had to pull the puck out of the net um in that one at one point um to give us a 3-2 win but um
1: hey yeah it's only a goal if the referee says it's a goal exactly
0: it was quite an <laughs> interesting start so
1: yeah that's one of the things I like about beer league when we only have one ref and uh,
0: uh so I mean I kind
1: of. oh yeah I was saying when there's only one ref in the beer league sometimes and they're skating down from the other end and I know it's behind me but I know I got enough time to make it look like it's on the line. I'm like, no, no, look, look where all the guys from the other team, they're they're celebrating. I tell the ref, look, it's still on the line here.
0: Exactly. Yeah. A
1: couple of times I've known the refs are like, I'm pretty sure it was over, but I didn't see it over. So I went with you. I went, good plan. (laughs) So, you know, your coach put you in because the goal you had wasn't uh, that great. How, how did that other goalie handle it? Was he still getting games every so often? Or was he just relieved to be uh, out of there? You know, how, how did that work out?
0: Um, he was out. And honestly, at that point, I don't think he ever played goalie again. He, <laughs> I mean, he continued with hockey and everything. Yeah. And, um, so I went to Lansing High School in the area. Um, so unfortunately, Lansing High School doesn't have a high school team. Um, but Ithaca High School, right next door, um, does have a high school team. So I was unfortunately never able to play high school hockey because I wasn't Okay. in the school district um but you know i knew a lot of the guys that i grew up playing with them and you know he played high school hockey and everything um and continued with that so i don't think he was really that bothered by it It was more of like a relief he got to go out and play defense and kind of yeah. uh,
1: move on from it but what wasn't yeah. his passion so uh, your high school didn't have a team did, did you continue playing club hockey how, how did you uh get your fill during those four years
0: Yeah, so I played youth hockey all the way through, um, kind of all the way through midgets and everything. Um, The Ithaca Youth Hockey Hockey Association is IYHA is what I um, played all throughout. I mean, I started with that when I was very young and then just kind of continued with that all the way through my senior year of high school playing midgets. Um, And then it was kind of after that is when I um, started looking at schools and um, kind of that's when it got interesting trying to figure out where I was going to go for college especially with what I wanted to major in but also trying to fit hockey in so I'm in, like <laughs> I'm studying marine biology and environmental science um, and especially,
1: well, Wilmington's especially a great my area. interest in marine bio yeah mm-hmm. Wilmington's a great area for that um, I, I think I told you in our communications back and forth setting this up my folks live in Carolina Beach Mm-hmm. um and for a long time well I should say for a long time they have only been there maybe eight years uh but for a number of years they were a part of the sea turtle kind of rest not rescue team mm-hmm. but looked over them in their nest and there's the uh, aquarium there that they're you know so that that's a great area to be studying marine biology
0: for sure yeah uh, so
1: so what attracted you to UNC Wilmington uh but also i would have to guess Hockey was maybe part of that, the, the option to possibly play, or was that just kind of a bonus? um Yeah, I, to be honest,
0: when kind of looking at schools, most of the schools I looked at were in the Northeast. So, I mean, I was looking at the University of Maine, the University of mm-hmm. Rhode Island, um, let's see, like the University of New Hampshire. Most of the schools I had looked at were up in the Northeast because I knew <laughs> I wanted hockey. So, that um, was kind of like a criteria. Yep. And then it was when I was looking, obviously Marine bio um, I have actually friend family friends myself that live down here in Wilmington. So that's kind of why we knew about UNCW and um, I went ahead and because of Marine bio connection, we made a trip down here to kind of just look at the school. I didn't know that they had a hockey team at the time, so it wasn't really high up and yeah. where I was looking and everything. And I remember sitting in the um, kind of the pre tour room here um, in our admissions hall and like watching the slideshow before and all of a sudden I see this picture of someone playing hockey scroll up (laughs) um and right then and there I was like wait a minute and next thing you know one of the guys that walks into the room to give tours is a had previously played on the hockey team so I made sure to jump on his tour and um ask him all sorts of questions my dad at one point had to like pull me away and say hey you gotta let other kids on this tour ask questions because I was in his ear the entire time asking him all about the team and everything like that so
1: yeah, it's funny, you know, when I look back on to why I chose the college I went to, I went to a small division three school in southeastern Minnesota. And it, it was because they had a hockey team that I felt like I could walk on and I, I gambled and I, I was right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's funny on how just having that little piece there that that um, sure helps make the decision easier.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was definitely a big part of it. Um, Like I said, I was looking mostly Northeast, but as soon as I found a place where I could be somewhat warmer, because I think I was getting a little tired of the cold, um, but also, you know, still have that hockey fix was a big part of it. And also just kind of talking, eventually I reached out to the team um, and heard, you know, from the president and was talking to him about kind of where their goaltending situation was at and, you know, I mean, obviously as a goalie, you know, you have to have that battle of, you know, are you going to get playing time or are you just going to sit in the bench? Um, And it turns out their starter of like three or four years at that point was a senior the year I was a senior in high school. So he was graduating. The spot was going to be completely open. I was like, that's it. Like, there's my chance to it. So, yeah.
1: See, that's where our college careers went different ways. I was a career uh, JV backup <laughs> for four <laughs> years but that's all right because I got to play hockey for four more years skate six days a week and I, I was okay with that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um you know so UNC Wilmington as I mentioned earlier is a ACHA team it's division two so what other schools do you guys play
0: so that's the I think the interesting thing too kind of when you think about um hockey college hockey you don't recognize like like in kind of I did the same thing when I was looking at schools no one really thinks like oh there's hockey down south like no you don't think that's even down there Um, but it's interesting I mean almost most of the teams were kind of the big names down here have some sort of hockey team so the teams we're playing and like I guess our division rivals we have NC State Um, we've got UNC Chapel Hill is in our division and Coastal Carolina is the other team but also a league is Duke, um, Elon, uh, Wake Forest University, and then there's some Virginia schools as well, like the University of Virginia, James Madison University, uh, Virginia Tech. Those are uh, just a sample of some of the teams that are in our league. So it's really kind of at a lot of the big schools down here, and even some of the smaller ones, it's really all over the place. And I think that's something that's interesting that you don't really think of. Um, yeah, actually, a really fun fact is, so my freshman year when I came in, we were still a Division 3 school at the time. Okay. We decided to make that jump after my freshman year to go up to Division 2 um in the ACC and join the ACCHL league, but before that, my freshman year we were an independent team um in Division 3. And so, especially at the Division 3 level, all the big schools for the Southeast region in the ACHA that are making nationals and regionals and stuff like that yeah. are mostly all the Florida teams. So, Um, It's all over the place. It's down in Florida. It's Georgia. All these teams have big hockey programs.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. We have uh, friends that have a place down in Fort Myers, and that's where the Everblades play. And Mm -hmm. um, I I think a lot of people would be surprised at how big. It it may not have the uh, numbers in the South, but Mm -hmm. the dedicated following it has in the South is pretty impressive. Exactly. Um, uh, somebody I went to grade school with uh, lives in, I think it's Alabama now and her kids play. And it's like every weekend there are some different part of the state mm-hmm. just playing hockey. It's crazy. Um, so ACHA hockey is, as I was starting to allude to earlier. It's, it's college hockey. I don't care what anybody says. It's college hockey. Those teams are good. The competition's good, but there's a slight difference between ACHA and NCAA. Um, that I, I think some people don't really understand. And I, I know on the NCAA side of it is it's a school-funded sport. Uh, sure. My understanding is most, if not all, ACHA teams, they might get some funding from the school, but it's not... Uh, you, you know, it, it's not... Nobody's going there and saying, oh, I'm going to play college hockey and not have to worry about anything. It's just there's money coming out of your pockets, you know, not just for ice time, but for travel. It's, um, I I almost feel at times that the ACHA hockey players are somewhat, um, more dedicated to the the game than maybe some of these NCAA hockey players because of that, They, they have a little more skin in the game. Yeah. Um, but what, what kind of support does the school offer you guys?
0: Yeah, so for us, um, we get a little bit of financial support. Um, Technically, we're listed as a club team. We don't really like to consider ourselves a club team just because compared to all the other club sports, we take things a lot more seriously here at UNCW. Um, And like you said, um, it is like legit hockey, the competition and everything. Um, It's real. Uh, So uh, we're getting ranked nationally and things like that. So we definitely don't like to consider ourselves that, but that's what the school considers us. So we don't really get any funding because of that. The big funding, um, we do have to have some money that's coming out of our pockets because we're a club team. Um, But we do get a little supplemental funding. But other than that, um, you know, we get a little from them and then the rest is we just look at what else we have to pay for and what else we have to cover. And you divide that up um, kind of through our dues for the team yeah uh, nice thing is we do kind of do it like a one year one-time payment so you kind of get that out of the way and then the rest <laughs> of the year I mean yeah. we're going to hotels and stuff like that it's not like you have to worry each time about booking your room or anything like that oh, that's um, cool. but yeah with that being said I mean it is our club team or our team is all student run so I mean we hire our coaches we um, go ahead and you know make those decisions financially of what we're going to do where we're going to travel who we're going to play yeah. Um, so we definitely, like you said, have a lot more skin in the game. Uh, and especially in terms of, you know, kind of our financial input, it's definitely because we love it. We want to keep playing hockey. We love the sport. And, you know, that's kind of why we're here is we just want to keep playing, um, as long as we can, basically.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the last 10 years, ACHA hockey has really stepped up its game. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember when I was in college close to 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, one of my teammates, um, we played high school hockey together. And we had a number of our high school teammates played at the University of Illinois. And they kept talking, oh, we play, you know, we're playing at a Big Ten school, this and that. And uh, we, we said, can we please schedule a game against them? And my coach is mm-hmm. just like, it, it's not worth our time. You know, <laughs> he, he's like, it, it just, it really isn't. Um, but, Talking to those same coaches not that long ago, they said, "Yeah, we would do that today." Those, those teams have, before you know, you use the term club hockey. That that's how it was viewed. It was just mm-hmm. club hockey. It was a after-school sport, almost on the same level as uh the ultimate frisbee team. Where now, I think a lot of people they view uh club hockey not as club hockey anymore. It's they call it what it is. It's ACHA. It's the only difference, in my opinion, like I said, is NCAA teams, they get backed by the school. ACHA gets backed by the players, but the competition is right there. And uh, I've had this discussion with a number of players, and they said, you know, those top ACHA teams can compete with the top Division three uh, yeah. NCAA teams any day. Uh, and I, I would agree with that. I've, I've known some players that left Division three NCAA to play ACHA, uh yeah. just because to them it was more fun, it wasn 't as structured it wasn 't as business like and I, I think that's what's great about uh you know a c h a is you still get to play because you love the game mm-hmm. For uh, sure you know, and as cameback gate came back gate tells us you know all re, all roads lead to the beer league, so it doesn 't matter how you yep. get there <laughs> sure. um so that that always kind of gives me another question is you know, I, I'm guessing you don't go home every summer, uh, l- looking at the background, it looks like you probably got a place there in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. You know, w- what's the beer league scene out there in the offseason? Is there much of one or is it just pickup games?
0: Yeah, so I actually, this past summer was the first summer that I actually stayed here in Wilmington. So for the most part, <clears throat> I've gone back home um, and like I'm, I'm in my senior year right now. So okay. most of the time I'm going back home and I've Been able to, you know, get into the usual um, kind of pickup and stuff that I've done all along growing up. So I haven't really had to worry about that much. But the nice thing is, um, kind of down here, there's definitely it's small, but there's a competitive beer league at our ice house that we play at normally. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other big perk is um, the coaches that we have on our team—they're very involved at the ice house. Some of them are have been playing. Like a couple of our coaches have been playing in the beer league here probably for 10, 15 years. So they, Mm -hmm. you know, they have their foot in the door and they're always looking out for us as well. Yeah. Um, And one of them has his own pickup skate that he has every Sunday as well. So if he's ever in need of a goalie or (laughs) I'm asking, like I've got a place to play. So that's a nice yeah for you know, having the coaches with their foot in the door.
1: That's always the nice thing about being a goalie is people are – you don't have to go looking for ice time. People are always asking you and uh, I, I feel bad when I have to turn them down and be like, you know, either A, I'm already skating or B, it doesn't, it, but yeah, there's pre COVID there. I would be getting several texts a week for exactly. <laughs> skates. Uh, you know, and, and I mentioned COVID and following the team a little bit on social media, how has COVID impacted your season uh, this yeah. year?
0: So unfortunately, we haven't been able to um, play any games this fall. I think there's some hope still, kind of lingering that maybe we'll get a chance to play a couple games in the spring. But um, it looks kind of glim at this point. So I mean, at this point, we've had some practices just in case we get a chance mm-hmm. to go and can play. But once again, because of you know regulations that our own school has and things like that, um, the capacity and different things that we can do at practice is modified as well Um, so there's a lot of kind of structure and rules around all of that Um, and so it's definitely a bummer I mean being a senior it's almost like I'm not even going to have another chance to get on the ice for that one last game which is definitely a bummer but um, we were and the big thing too is we were supposed to be especially with we lost like one or two seniors last year so not much and we were getting a lot of new talent this year so it was looking like this season was going to be pretty big for us it's just kind of a bummer that um, yeah. we won't get to see it out but
1: and you answered you know one of the questions I was going to ask is you know have you guys still been able to get on the ice as a team and still continue some of those team activities um, because I know when I look back at my college career and even my high school career yeah I, I miss the games I miss the competition But what you miss most is the team activities. So if you can still at least get those in, you know, you're still getting part of the experience. Yeah,
0: it's definitely I mean, it's not much. Like I said, it's very limited on what we can do. Um, So it's not the same as you know, what we'd be used to. Right. Um, But we get some practices here and there, which is at least nice to have something.
1: A lot more outdoor dry land uh, activities where everybody's six feet apart. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I hated dry land at my school because we were nestled in the bluffs along the Mississippi River Valley. So our dry land meant running through the bluffs, and so there, <laughs> there was not one, you know, stride that was level ground. It was either uphill or downhill or sideways. It was oh, I hated dry land for that reason. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get back on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I, I'm still getting over the fact that you're going to school for marine biology. What what in, what about marine biology excites you? You know, what do you hope to do with that?
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know it's interesting. Kind of marine bio is not your typical hockey uh, major. Usually, <laughs> I think I... A lot of um, business,
1: a lot of Exactly, accounting. a lot of
0: business. It's like 75% of hockey majors are business. So, yeah, I'm definitely one of the outliers in that. Um, I think what got me into it, I guess, so growing up near Cornell University, obviously, there's a lot of academic research, different things going on like that, Um, and I got a a lot of really cool opportunities through that, so my, um, I was always interested in the sciences, um, and kind of, math and science have been my, you know, favorite subjects all the way since, you know, as long as I can remember in school, and I kind of decided to focus more on science, but Um, There was this cool program I was able to take advantage of because of my location in the Ithaca area called the new visions program where um, I was able to go to Cornell rather than have your traditional school year, my senior year um, and just going to classes within my high school. I would take two classes in the morning at my high school and then go to Cornell for the rest of the day um, and do research. So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. Um, Interestingly, the, my advisor or mentor um, who I still keep in contact with all the time, and actually went back um, the summer between my sophomore and junior year to do another internship in his lab. Um, his name's Ian Houston, and he is a goalie as well. So it's very <laughs> fitting to, you know, kind of pair up with him. And yeah. you know, we always in mean middle of doing science and different things like that, always fit in a conversation about hockey and things like that. So it's always funny. He actually plays in the same beer league as my dad. So he plays with my dad a lot and he'll catch up with my dad through that. So.
1: Very cool. So, so your dad plays in the beer league still. So, you know, you mentioned your grandpa took you to the games, but I got to imagine dad being a hockey player also kind of fueled you wanting to play. Well, actually, so interestingly,
0: my dad didn't start hockey until probably about 2 or 3 years after I did. So
1: I was oh, the first really?
0: person in my family.
1: So he got into to... it because of you.
0: Exactly. I got us into hockey and then he <laughs> was like, okay, like both of my sons are now playing, let me um put put some skates on as well. So
1: did he put the pads on too
0: or is he just a skater? Um I think so he's never like he's not a goalie full time at all. He usually plays defense. Okay. Um, but we So we're really good friends, my family, with um, Mike Schaefer, the head coach of the Cornell mm-hmm. ice hockey team. And so through that, you know, usually we'll end up um, – we've gone to Lina to, you know, skate around. They'll usually have, like, a family-friendly thing where we get to go around and skate around, and he'll pick a couple of the parents to put on goalie gear. So I think my dad got to do that one year. And um, it was after that that he finally had – lots of respect for what I do and will never um, (laughs) kind of refer to my position as just getting up and dropping down and getting up again. So
1: I remember in high school we had a uh, father son game and my dad put my stuff on and you better believe I skated out just so that I could shoot on him. And he, he um, had an appreciation for what I did before then, but there was a little more, I, I think on, unmentioned appreciation. So exactly. you, you, say you have a brother that skates too. Uh, did he try goalie or is he just like, nope, nope, I got somebody to shoot on. He, at a very young age, he
0: like tried goalie a little bit um, and he liked it, but my parents were also pretty. They're like, no, one goalie is enough. We're not letting you get into it too. So um, they didn't really let that happen either. He was a lot better, I think, out originally anyway. So he stuck it out. Um, he's now playing at um, well he's a freshman this year so he hasn't been able to really play much yet but he's at the University of South Carolina so okay well you know New York boys came down south to play a little college hockey but
1: yeah so it's probably a bummer that the, the season's looking you know in doubt because would you guys have had a chance to play against each other this year Yeah, so usually
0: South Carolina, um, they're technically a Division three school, so we okay. played them quite a bit um, in my freshman year. Um, and we would play them quite a bit while we were a D3 team. Um, but like you kind of were mentioning with the crossover between NCAA three, Division three and you know Division One um, club teams, there's still quite a lot of crossover for us with you know Division three teams and sometimes Division one teams um, in clubs. So there's a lot of crossover once again in the ACHA. But yeah, so we actually did have them on our original schedule this year. Um, January twenty second, um we were supposed to play we were supposed to go to South Carolina to play them there. Um, but unfortunately that game got canceled because we had to like reformat our schedule entirely yep. and I don't really think there's gonna be any chance um of another game getting scheduled against them, which is unfortunate. 'Cause
1: I'm, I'm gonna I, guess I, that one was circled on the calendar by mom and dad too, to come on down.
0: For sure. I I mean as soon as I heard that that was even because I had been, you know, kind of figuring out, OK, Joe, for the longest time I've been trying to convince my brother to come to UNCW because it would have been amazing yeah. to have a full season to play with him here. Um, but once I kind of realized, you know, I mean, I'm a tour guide here, so I tried to pull out all the bags out of the trip. <laughs> you know gave him a personalized tour everything even set him up with other people that could give him a tour because i realized like if a tour from me probably didn't mean as much as a tour from someone else that was good um so i tried everything to get him here but once i realized it probably wasn't going to happen i started chirping in um my coach's ears like okay my brother's looking at these schools we need to have a game on the calendar with these schools and then you know he decided south carolina so eventually we got a game with south carolina on the calendar um as soon as I found out, I was really stoked. Turns out another, one of my best friends on the team as well, who's been um, one of my teammates since freshman year. He was a freshman when I was a freshman. His brother as well um, is now a freshman with my brother at South <laughs> Carolina. So it was going to be quite the game. We had two yeah. spring rivalries um, if that one was to pan out. so
1: There, there may have been some gloves dropped out of good yeah. humor. I, I remember there was a uh, game in high school. So I, I grew up in Chicago where – We had association hockey, not based on where you lived, uh, but what association you joined. Um, So I I had this one teammate and we went to different high schools and uh, we hadn't seen each other in a few years and we're playing each other finally. And he comes down on a breakaway, loses edge, crashes into me, you know, me and the net go back a little bit and he's on top of me. And it, you know, we just kind of start pushing each other and it, you know, to everybody else, it looks like we're starting to fight, except to our parents. our Both of our parents knew what was happening. We were just, you know, as friends do, you know, pushing each other around, laughing. And the refs were coming in, ready to pull us apart, throw him in the box, probably throw me out of the game. And then they see we're laughing. They're like, what's going on here? And we're like, oh, we're all teammates. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. that, that's how it happens. Um you know, when your brother was down there, did you at least take him to like Front Street to get some good food and, you know, try and entice him that way? Or uh, was he just like, nope, can't can't go to the same place as my brother? Um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely
0: try to show him around. Obviously, the beach is a big pull, so you had yep. to take him there. Um, take him to the fat pelican. <laughs> yeah, took him, I mean, I took him, made sure, you know, took him to a lot of, you know, college events that I had going on, like showing like, social life like trying to get him you know to see it all and really kind of want to come um but unfortunately you know I just I think it was nah my brother goes here I don't want to go here so
1: what's his major
0: um he's interested in he's currently a public health major but he's interested um in like athletic training or something like that I
1: think okay all right, so two non-traditional hockey um <laughs> majors, exactly. although I, I did have a few teammates that were pre-med, so uh mm-hmm. th- that one at least checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact I, I know uh at least two of those guys followed through and became doctors. So mm-hmm. there there is hope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you've listened to uh, many of my episodes. Uh, but I, I never leave enough time for uh, I got a list of 10 rapid fire questions I like to ask everybody. And so I, I'm trying to start asking them a little sooner in the podcast so that I get through them and I'm not eating up everybody's evening. So uh, the first question I have is, what's the craziest coaching moment you've had from your playing days? Uh, let's see.
0: Um, well, I guess there's two that really stick out in my mind. One is, like, way back when I was um, still, like, I think I was a pee wee, And this goes back to kind of the trouble I've had having a brother playing out throughout my years. So um, my parents at one point thought it would be a good idea because my brother was always a couple years behind me, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, like I had mentioned earlier, I was on a snow belt team for most of my time because the um, coach that would usually coach the travel team at my age level his son was a goalie, and the rule was with travel, you know, you could, there didn't have to be equal playing time, and so I knew that if I tried out for that travel, yeah. team, I was going to be sitting the bench the entire time, so it was unfortunate that I didn't really get the chance to play travel as much as I would have liked, um, but, you know, I valued playing hockey, and I didn't want to be sitting on the bench, so that's kind of why I made yeah, that Yeah,
1: there's something to that, too, you know, I, I look back at my youth days, and I never played travel hockey, I just played, we had house league hockey in Chicago, but it wasn't just playing in the same association we had. um, It was uh, us, it was the Hawks, it was Oakland, it was home. So we had four or five different associations Mm -hmm. that were playing in the region, essentially. Um, But I I still wound up playing high school hockey. I still made it to college hockey. And it was because rather than be that um, kid that plays once every four games at the travel level, I played every game at the house league level and there there's something to be said to playing more regardless of the level
0: for sure yeah so yeah. that's i mean that's kind of why i stuck with Snowbelt. which snowball it sounds very similar to your house league where i mean i think there's about 16 teams or so yeah. um where you're still traveling to these other associations to play them um but it's not that travel level it's kind yeah. of like more like a house level like you're saying um so yeah i stuck with that um and i think it was my it might have. It was my second year of Pee Wee's. I want to say, um, my brother was on the Squirt Travel Team because um, he, you know, playing out had more opportunities to play travel and everything like that. Well, my, my parents were. I think my mom was the team manager for a Squirt Travel Team. Um, and for, you know, usually every once in a while, you know, the travel team will play up and play, you know, one of the snowbelt teams. And mm-hmm. so my parents were like, oh, let's do that. It'll be fun to have the boys play each other. And I knew right from the start, I was like, my team was kind of cocky that year and we weren't that good as um, we may have, you know, won some games, but the teams we were playing weren't that good. So I knew like it was going to be tough if we were going to play this. My brother's travel team because his travel team was really good. So, from the start, I was like, guys, we have to take this seriously. Like, I don't want to lose to my brother. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the more and more kind of this game crept up on us, the more and more I realized no one was going to take it seriously and we were going to get our butts kicked. So, um, and the interesting thing too is like, there was a kid on my team that year that. Didn't really know if he wanted to be a goalie or play out. So he would do both where I was a full-time goalie. So when he decided he was going to play goalie, I would have to sit the bench. So there's some drama with that. (laughs) Well, he played out, he played the first period of that game and then went back and changed to come and join us on the bench. So go down two nothing in the first period. Um, So I'm already kind of fuming. I'm like, okay, look, they're not taking it seriously. We're down two nothing to my brother's team. And then I go in and they score a couple more. And it's, I think, 5 nothing or something like that. And I'm fuming at this point because everyone on my team is just goofing off. They don't care. And so at one point, I just got so pissed. I stormed off the ice, literally, like, (laughs) went to the door, opened it up, and started to walk down the hallway. (laughs) And my coach comes sprinting from the bench corners me and like starts yelling at me like you're not gonna walk off on this team and I start yelling back at him like well they walked out on me they're not Mm -hmm. taking this seriously and so eventually they got me back out on the ice and I had to finish (laughs) the game but um, I think even my brother at that point like he knew like oh I'm not gonna I'm gonna try you could see my brother was not gonna shoot in anymore at that point he knew not to stir the pot anymore so
1: see I'm a little disappointed in him because a lot of the hockey brothers I know the skater, that first shot he had, he would have buzzed the tower just to really get under your skin. Yeah, <laughs> that—that's funny though. It's a, always amusing when the uh, the players and the coaches go at it, especially when the player's that young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, what is your favorite all-time goalie mask? Mask. Yeah. Um. Like someone else's, or it could be yours. Uh, but yeah, the. Okay you know, for, for me, it's Eddie Balfour. I just loved the Eagle. It, it was watching Eddie Balfour for the Blackhawks that actually got me into goaltending.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure specifically, I guess I really appreciate, you know, Ryan Miller's in Buffalo. Yeah, uh, that was a cool one. He's the one that got me kind of I'm a Sabres fan mainly because of him, because, you know, I grew up in New York um, and, you know, I was in between Rangers, Sabres, but then, you know, I became a goalie and here's another goalie in the NHL whose name is Ryan. So I was like, yeah, I gotta go with him. So I'd have to say that one. Um, But then I also did kind of, um, was able to construct my own mask um, for playing down here, which I'm definitely in love with. So um that one's pretty cool. I actually have it behind me if you want to see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So we've got the, the Seahawk here on top.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and then to kind of stay in the themes with the beach, I've got the pier here.
1: Yep. And with
0: the beach and everything.
1: Over there by the high tide.
0: Exactly. And then uh, you've got UNCW on the chin here. And yep. there's like Seahawks you can see. Yeah. And then... Um, I've got the clock tower, which is kind of central to our school. And it's in the, right in the middle and heart of our campus. Very um, cool. And then obviously the back too is kind of where it gets more personal, but yep. um, AH. So my senior year, I played soccer growing up too. Um, my soccer coach actually passed away during oh, my. our senior year. So I was able to put his initials on there and a soccer ball to kind of honor him. Um, and then my nickname uh, B yeah. growing up had to have that on there as well. Yeah. But.
1: So I, I see you got the uh, the grape cage. Uh, have you thought about going with the cat eye? Because I know they're allowed in college these days. Um, I only ask because when I was in college, they weren't allowed. And I wish they were. And now that I have one, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've never had one.
0: So it was never something that um, I really ever went that route. Yeah. Um, I've never mined like had a big problem with the grid cage but um so yeah I guess it's just never been something I've experienced or I've never really considered it um but who knows maybe one day but yeah for now, I think I'm just gonna stick with that
1: the grid is definitely safer um yeah, for sure so when I was in college freshman year and the sophomore year I wore a Hoshik style helmet but in the summertime I would change the cage out for the Glen Healy look and the very first skate with that I took a stick right through the uh, eye hole going, you know, it it got me right underneath. Just, it looked mean, it didn't hurt or anything, but of course it was that very first skate with it. And I'm like, yeah, I I know why they're not allowed at the younger youth levels, but, uh, um, but at the same time, the way my helmet sat, it always felt like that bar was kind of right in my eye level, Mm -hmm. um, which helmets Sit differently, and everybody. So, when I had the opportunity to go with the cat eye, that was not an issue anymore. So that's why I like it. I don't have that bar where I feel like I gotta yeah. look up or down to uh, see around it. So, um, so the the next question I have is, what's your favorite rink that you've played at?
0: Um, So that's one. I mean, there's been a lot of good ones over the years. I have some really good memories, like as a child, like some of the rinks I'd play in growing up. Um, obviously playing at Lina where the Cornell team played. I mean, I got to do that a lot growing up, but that's always mm-hmm. a fun experience just because, you know, that's kind of where I got into hockey and everything like that. Yep. And, you know, being able to play there in such a historic um, place as well is always fun. Yeah. Um, I do love, um, there was this, I always kind of go back and like whenever I'm remembering my youth days, um, when I was playing in midgets, we would play um, corning quite a bit, and they would play at El- Elmira College um, in upstate New York. They'd play yep. in the air rink, um, and just the the stadium that they had in there was just so unique. It was like this big bubble, um, and the ceiling I remember being so weird. The lighting was kind of off and funky, but I just remember loving it. You know. Yep. just for the uniqueness um that it was and everything um so that was another favorite of mine growing up as well but um down here i do have to say even though it's not the nicest place the ice house where we play um nothing like you know playing back yeah. home um it's your
1: home I, rink though so there's yeah there's
0: a connection home rink so you have to love it so um definitely love that one as well i think you know always the home rink is a favorite of yours I mean ours is small but we managed to pack people in on Friday nights to usually get a crowd of around 600 students or whatever coming out and just yep. banging on the glass they're lined around the board so it's always a fun atmosphere to play in for sure
1: so do you guys have your own locker room at that rink or do you guys have to lug the stuff home every night No, so we don't.
0: Um, We don't have a locker room. There's been talks about trying to push for one, trying to get something for us for quite some time now, but it hasn't happened. Um, But yeah, I mean, it definitely made for my freshman year, especially I didn't have a car. So it made it quite interesting. I remember early on, like when I found out who my roommate was going to be, I was like, hey, just a heads up. Our room might stink a little like I'm going to have my hockey gear there. And he was like, Oh, it's okay. Like I've got running gear too. So that probably will stink a little too. And I'm like, uh, you don't know hockey gear then. So,
1: you know, my freshman year roommate was a soccer player and I had the same conversation with him. It was like, until they let me throw myself in the lot, you know, cause I didn't even know if I'd make the team at that point. He's like, I'm going to have this stuff in the room and it, it stinks. A it stinks and B it takes up a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, God, ah, you know, it is what it is. Well, he played without wearing socks all Ugh. the time when he practiced. So he would bring his shoes back to the room and then put them in the window. And it just, it was worse than my hockey bag. It was <laughs> unreal. And I would look at him and was like, leave your shoes in the locker room, dude. You know, like there's no need for this. He's like, oh, my teammates won't let me leave them in there. They smell too much. He's like, so bringing them to our room <laughs> is better where we sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yes, but I, I'm with you. Those rinks that have that emotional connection, no matter how dingy they are, mm-hmm. are it, sometimes them being dingy is what makes them special too. Exactly. Because that opposing teams don't like going there for that reason. It's like you almost embrace that because. Exactly. Um, so th- this is one I like to ask people: uh, What's your favorite stick that you've used? Um, I'd have to say
0: the stick I have right now although when I was young back when they made Nike Bauer I like as a little kid I loved Nike and Bauer (laughs) together so when they stopped making those I was pretty heartbroken but um, definitely now it's the um, CCM I think it's like the E-Flex 860 or something Um, I always was a wooden stick guy um I like love wood sticks love. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm never going composite. Like I'd never had a composite stick. Um, but then recently I ended, ended up with this one and I was like, okay, like it's a lot lighter. There's a lot of perks to this. I never thought, yeah. you know, I was always against it, but my dad ended up just like buying one for me one time and like, didn't tell me about it. And next thing I knew, I was like, okay, I'm like guess yep. this is me now. So. Yeah.
1: Well, and for guys like me who like the wood and the foam core sticks, they're becoming harder to find. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so eventually I'm going to have to switch to composite. I, I was talking to Kevin Woodley of In Goal Magazine about it, uh, not too long ago. And it's just, it's one of those things, um, that even pro goalies are dealing with, uh, Colin Delia, who's in the Blackhawks organization really liked the, uh, Warrior bone core. So when they were shutting down their plant, like the Blackhawks stocked up on a bunch of them for him so that he didn't yeah. have, to, it, it's just one of those things. Um, now I'm veering away from my rapid fire questions just because uh, I haven't seen, you know, what equipment are you using out there? Um, so right now my pads
0: are CCM. I'm big. CCM is my brand basically. Um, definitely big. I'm always pushing for that. I don't know when it happened originally. I think I was like, I want to say, cause originally growing up, I was always Bauer. Like I liked Bauer. I was, although my parents, I mean, especially when I was really young, it was always used gear. So I, yep. there was one point I had these blue Louisvilles. Um, and like, here I am on this Ithaca team that's white and red. And so I'm standing yep. out like a sore thumb with these blue Louisvilles and they were so old, they were heavy. Um, but yeah, eventually, you know, I think I was maybe in Bantams was when I got my first, like, set of brand new pads, um, you know, not used or anything like that. Um, those were, I want to say Vaughn epics. And then it was probably, I think Bantam travel then. So my second year Bantams is when I got my first set of CCMs and I had those, um, throughout high school at that point. Um, and I love that pair, especially, I almost love still like coming up my memories with that um those they were CCM E-Flex 760s I want to say um and those ones I loved I mean I still feel like I have a stronger connection to those than my current pads but now I have the CCM E-Flex 860s um and they're more of kind of the Buffalo Sabres style look okay with the color scheme here so yeah unfortunately it's hard to find teal, which is one of our main colors but um I'll make it work with the blue and gold
1: That was one thing, you know, when my high school colors were maroon and burnt orange, like um, uh, Virginia, only high school in the nation with them. So finding maroon and orange equipment without doing a custom order, uh, that wasn't going to happen for me in high school. So I just went black and white. And then my college colors were red, white, and blue, but I still just went black and white because it goes with everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, CCF well all the manufacturers make great equipment um but it, it's interesting that you were the the guy that likes the Nike stuff but then wound up going with the Reebok <laughs> brand yeah. um so back to the questions what's your favorite youth hockey memory um
0: there's just I mean there's so many I don't know I always like to replay saves in my head. And I remember this one game where I had a shutout, but I probably it was probably the best save I had made um, kind of in youth hockey. The funniest thing too was, I so one of my best friends growing up, um, she was really big into soccer. She played soccer year round. She's like a sister to me. So right before that, she had her, I think it was the state final game for soccer. So usually, you know, I've got a whole routine for hockey, you know, I'm not eating any garbage or anything like that for a game, but I had a game right after her soccer game, but wanted to be there to support her for her soccer game. So then, you know, after the game, I'm like, I'm hungry, but like, we don't really have much time. So my mom pulls into this McDonald's. um, (laughs) And here I am getting chicken nuggets and fries before a game. I'm not a junk eater before games at all. Like, especially now in college, like I make a nice grilled chicken before every game and everything like that. Like I'm doing it right.
1: Yeah. I Um, couldn't eat before games no no
0: I have to do it well before but um yeah this time I was like having this these chicken nuggets and everything right before this game um and we're playing on a dog that was one of the more decent teams in our league you know they could usually hang in there with us and everything um and I went out and had a three nothing shutout um and I was like I tried it one more time after that I was like well maybe I should have McDonald's before a game and it didn't work the same but Um, Yeah, there was this one save I had during that game too where I just came sprawling like I made an initial save kind of on the left side of the crease and the rebound just went like juicy rebound right out um, kind of in the slot. Guy has a wide open net and I don't know somehow but I came sprawling across (laughs) with my blocker and deflected it up into the netting. And so I kind of solidified that game was quite the memory for especially with the McDonald's before.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the junk food. Um, In one of my... Uh, YouTube videos I I try and keep it to my saves and stuff but I had to leave the one in there Um, we got these three on my team it's a dad a son and a nephew and um, they went to White Castle before the game and it did not sit well with the the nephew and between whistles he just skates behind the net and just throws up right into the net and it, it was funny because I didn't see it at the time and then the ref noticed it and he got upset like he just cursing and goes and you know stops the game goes and get a sh- gets a shovel which I was okay with it because we were winning and it was a running clock and it's just going while he's doing yeah. this but he gets the shovel to clean up he's like I got if the puck goes on the net I gotta put my hand in that stuff that's, that's <laughs> just going on well and then I went and looked at the GoPro video after the game and sure enough I see it and kept it in there but so every now and then we ask them you know did you go to White Castle before the game how are you <laughs> feeling <laughs> so yeah so sometimes you got to be worried with the, the food you eat before a game mm-hmm. uh, but it in talking about the the routine before a game too you know I, I'm playing beer league my teammates don't show up till 15 minutes before the game whether that's mandated by the rink or not because of COVID uh I still have to show up an hour before the game I still have to get that mindset going and get the equipment on the right way and go through my visualization. And for sure, uh, you know, my wife's like, what time's your game at? Seven 30. And she's like, why are you leaving at six o'clock then? I'm like, well, <laughs> I need to get to the game. I need to be there early. And my, my son's come to a couple of the games. He's like, yeah, dad just sits in the locker room by himself until like right before the game. <laughs> 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 I'm like, yeah, that, that's what I need to do. Um mm-hmm. so the next question is what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice or in the locker room? Well,
0: I guess it's more of so there was kind of I mean I've had my fair share of you know brother experiences growing up and it wasn't really <laughs> at another team um but we were so my, it was a tournament we were playing um that kind of we hosted it at my youth hockey organization when I was in midgets. Um, and I want to say I was either a first or second year midget. Um, but we played, I think a second year midget. Cause my first year we played um, this, one of the associations invited us to this three V three tournament, which I literally love these three V three tournaments. We would play, I mean, you'd play four games of hockey in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was so much fun. Everyone's just out there. You're meeting all the other guys and um, having a blast. And then at the end of the day, if you're lucky enough, you're in the championship game playing for a championship. So it's fun, nonstop, you know, competitive. Loved them so much. We're like, let's host our own next year. So we hosted our own um, and invited, you know, the team that invited us to theirs and um, a couple other teams and um, and then we kind of made two teams so we brought up a couple kids from bantams and stuff to play with us as well um so my my brother joined my team and then another kid on my team his younger brother who was also on my brother's team came up and played um and there was one point we are in the locker room and um the two the other two brothers are kind of hashing it out at one point back and forth um and all of a sudden the younger brother goes well, you're a plug. And like, first of all, like, I mean, we all know what a plug is now. Yeah. But at the time, we are all like, none of us really knew what a plug was. Like, looking at this kid, like, he's crazy. Like, what does that even mean? And then it was the funniest thing because then, like, someone looked it up on their phone, read it to the entire locker room. And then all of a sudden, we all started dying. So it was like this long delay <laughs> until we finally got the chirp. Um, but, yeah, that's – I mean, me and my brother go at that, use – that terminology all the time now, too. Um, yeah. Pretty fun memory kind of um, uh, seeing that one play out. The delay was probably the best part. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it's funny because all the people I talk to and ask that question, the best chirp is nothing mean spirited. It's always just something random out of the blue, like that, where it, it very much reminds me of that scene from Mighty Ducks 3 where they're trying to teach Kenny Wu how to trash talk. And he's like, hey, number 82, you're uh, not good at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, For sure. So w- I'm going to ask this question, but if your mom and dad or your coach are listening, they have to um, cover their ears. What's the worst post game beer you've had? So <laughs> I've
0: actually, I just turned and I'm pretty good, you know, I'm pretty good at kind of respecting that rule. So I have actually never really had a post game beer. Um, yeah, I mean, my coach, it's funny, because I'm pretty strict on like, especially, mm-hmm. you know, schoolwork and hockey. Um, I'm pretty big on, you know, not messing around, especially in between games, like we have a game the next day, there's no reason we should be out partying, even right. if we get a win, like, we got another game to play. I um, mean, that's definitely my sophomore year, especially we had kind of some trouble with that here at UNCW. Um, there was one night I think it was there was a big fight on too of course and um, we it didn't help that so you know we have kind of a hurricane problem here in coastal yep. North Carolina so Very my sophomore aware. year I,
1: for sure so, sophomore year you will probably have Lawrence come through
0: yep that was the one so um, my sophomore year we started the season like got our first two games in and then after our Saturday game you know we came back. Um, home because we were on the road that day we came back home the next day and that Sunday is when you know the talk about Florence kind of started and next thing a couple hours later you know by uh, later that afternoon they're telling us okay by noon on Monday there's a voluntary evacuation so we're like okay well we have to cancel our games for this coming weekend so we thought you know maybe just a week or two we'll be off the ice well then with the way Florence came in and hit Wilmington really just kind of Destroyed the area, yeah. The ice for about a month or so. I had left my gear in Wilmington, thinking, you know, we'll be back next week, like, no problem. So, you know, I had to evacuate. And then for the longest time, you couldn't even get back into Wilmington. So by that time, you know, I hadn't gone up home and different things like that. Initially, I just went to stay with a friend, but then ended up going back back home to New York and things like that. I was off the ice for an entire month. And then uh, when we got to, You know, we finally got like, okay, they're letting us back to school. Well, we had a tournament they were supposed to play that weekend and it was a league tournament. So like those games counted as lean games and the league was telling us, look, like if you don't show up, you forfeit these games. That's it. We're not really helping you out. Um, And so we're like, well, we're in this thing. So we like, it was a mess. Like we're not, half of us weren't even at school yet or in Wilmington and people are trying to get their bags and stuff and like get to this tournament in Raleigh. Um and we managed to get there. I had to like pull strings and have the um director of housing who some luckily enough was a hockey fan, so he was (laughs) willing to help us out, but he wasn't allowed housing yet. So he went into my room and grabbed like a couple things that I had in my room because usually I keep like my helmet and my skates in the room just because of the humidity down here. Um I don't want those rusting up or anything like that. Um so he went in and grabbed those and a couple other things. And then, like, had to give them so my coach could give them to me. It was this whole process. Um, So eventually we get to this tournament having not played in a month. um, We played our first game. Somehow end up um, up 3-2, even though, like, we hadn't practiced for a month. But then all of a sudden, like, just blew it in the second, third period and go losing the game 8-3. So that was our first game. It was kind of rough. Then the next night, there was one of those big fights. So a bunch of my teammates went out drinking and stuff, like, yeah. was up to like three, four in the morning. And of course, we've got a game the next day against um, George Washington. And the first period, after the first period, we were down six nothing because it was just the number of three on O's, three on ones I saw in that game were unbelievable. And I was livid. I was not having it. I came. I stormed into that locker room after that first period and went off on the entire team. I was like, this is what you get for drinking and all this stuff. And so kind of with scenarios like that, I've never been a big drinker, especially um, around hockey season, just kind of keeping in line with, you know, hockey's the focus I can drink when I'm older and in the beer leagues. basically. Yeah.
1: And there's a way of doing it responsibly when you're in the beer leagues, you know, I've learned um, at my age, I play better when I have a pregame beer. Just one, you know, right before the game. And then uh, yeah. it tastes really good. Cheap, good, cheap beer tastes really good after a game, too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but it, I, I remember there was a practice, I think it was the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. And we got out on the ice. And no, what it was, we had a, a Saturday morning practice for some reason. And it, everybody went out partying cause we, we didn't have a game on Saturday, but everybody went and had their typical Friday evening, but they still showed up for practice on time and everybody for the most part was a little bit slow. But when I was in college, I was a lot like you and that, you know, we weren't supposed to buy NCA rules. You're not supposed to drink within 24 hours of competition. That kind of, so I tried to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we're out there skating after like 10 minutes. My coach just blows the whistle. He's clearly upset. And he goes, it smells like an effing brewery out here. He's like, you guys aren't here to skate. And he's like, just, just go. Like, I don't even want you here. Just go. And we're all like, oh, Monday is not going to be good. But no, Monday was just back to normal. And, you know, I, I remember talking to him later. He's like, I learned my lesson. I shouldn't have you guys come out for a Saturday you know, morning practice when there's you don't have a game or anything, it's like that was on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I, I was mad at the <laughs> situation, I couldn't be mad at you guys for being college students. <laughs> yeah, uh, so when you tape your signal, yeah, you we go? had a game, yeah, go on. Uh,
0: we had a game last year actually, um, and my coach had a similar scenario. We had a game, so it was a real game, but he had scheduled the game November 1st, so the day after Halloween. Um, and, you know, myself, I always said, took hockey seriously. So I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not going out for Halloween. Like, I got a game the next day. I got to focus on that. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of my team, just, you know, we're going to be out all night drinking and everything. It's Halloween. Let's have fun. And, um, so notice it until, you know, we go up on the bus. We're playing Wake Forest, and we were at Wake Forest. So actually one of my good buddies, uh, he, you know, was on the team there as well. So it was kind of a nice rivalry to get up there and play them. And it was um, family weekend at Wake Forest as well. So his family, who are good family friends of mine, they were there too to watch the game and everything. So it was going to be a good, hopefully a good rivalry and everything. Nice turnout. Um, And as soon as the puck dropped, like I didn't click, you know, the Halloween thing that guys would actually not, you know take this seriously and yeah. be out drinking but as soon as that puck dropped um and they kind of just retreated back after the puck dropped and I saw the other team coming straight at us I was like oh no like this is not going to be a good night <laughs> um and I kept us in it especially in the first period I mean we ended the first period only down one nothing after facing like 20 shots or something like that um but you know I wasn't able to hold them off that long and I to one or something like that so it was quite the night um and I remember talking because I was pretty pissed at my teammates. Like, they had le- really left me hung out to dry that night. Um, and I talked to one of my good buddies later on about it. You know, it came up. He's like, and, you know, he's usually pretty responsible too. And he's like, well, you know, we all were drinking the night before. Like, it was Halloween. And I was like, even yeah. you? And he's like, yeah, even me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, yeah. You mentioned Halloween hockey. And all four years of high school, we had practice on Halloween night. So there was no going out and getting into trouble with my one teammate, TJ. Um, his name comes up quite a bit on the podcast lately. But uh, the one year he came out wearing a Superman cape for practice. And like, he was just like, no, if we're going to be out here, I'm going to be in costume. <laughs> you know, It's still one of the best memories, too, is him out there with the cape flying behind him as he's running through drills. Um, but, yeah. So when you tape your sick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel?
0: I'm heel to toe. Okay, most
1: sure. most goalies are. I'm always intrigued on the the toe to heel guys though, because it's just yeah. it's not natural. Um, no, I don't think it is. No, I, I've talked to one guy who had good reason for it. His name's Connor Beaupre. He's the uh, Minnesota Wild e bug, and he likes to play the puck a lot. And for him, he just feels the puck comes off the stick better by the way the tape. Bl- overlaps itself (laughs) when he goes that way so at least he had a reason for it uh so when you play what's your favorite number to wear
0: 30 by far
1: i'm guessing for Um, ryan i think i
0: got from yep for sure that's where i picked it up um it's interesting because obviously you know if he had had his choice in buffalo i think he would have been 39 but unfortunately Hashik um got that one retired so yeah um i think that's just kind of interesting to see that his his number of choice would have been 39 but you know when I grew up watching him play he was 30 so that's kind of the number I ended up with yeah um but yeah I mean I've had crazy numbers obviously throughout um just because of you know you can't always get 30 but 30 yeah. is my go-to if I can get it
1: I started out with 30 because Eddie Belfour wore it um but now 39 is my number in part because I enjoyed Hasek, but uh, I've told the story before on the podcast. Um, At the time in high school, I started wearing 35 and I really liked that number. Um, But somebody else already had that number. So I went to the cabinet with all the jerseys and found the biggest one they had. And it just so happened to be 39 and (laughs) it, it fits my style of play. I'll just put it that way. So I, I've, pretty much stuck with 39 then um so the the last question is what advice do you have for young goalies
0: um I'd say I mean especially now kind of in a point where I'm you know likely not going to get that last game um just soak up every moment it's so tough especially kind of I mean, even now I look back at even my youth days and just wish, like, I mean, I enjoyed them and it had a blast, but I just wish I knew how much I was going to miss them even now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, technically I'm still in college and hopefully still I'm going to get one more game, but um, I think just soaking up every moment. I remember last year too, I was, there was a point kind of midway through last season. And I was like, look, like, I'm only, I only have a year and a half of this left. Like I'm going to try and soak up every game, every moment. Yeah. Um, and little did I know, thankfully I started last year. Um, but little did I know that, you know, I might not even last the season that I had. Fortunately, you know, lucky enough that my last home weekend last year, while obviously I didn't realize it might be a senior night or, you know, my last <laughs> game on home ice. Um, my family just happened to have come down for that weekend um, we won both games it was they were some qu- quite memorable had a lot of good memories from the games too from um, just some funny things with equipment malfunctions during the game to uh, you know pulling out wins getting some big saves so um, it was a good way to go out if that is kind of how I go out yeah um, but yeah um, we'll just see hoping for at least something more but uh, like I said it's looking a little at this point
1: now, I'm I'm going to guess um, you're graduating on time. You're not going to be a fifth-year super senior, but um, somebody going into marine biology typically goes on to grad school. Has there been any talk of waivers for fifth-year um, exemption for players that are missing out on their yeah. senior year? Mm-hmm. So, well, technically, you
0: actually, through the ACHA, <laughs> you have five years of eligibility. Okay. So um, – the big thing would actually be that they're debating now is if you'll still have the um eligibility, which I believe I mean I haven't played a game this year, so technically I'll have two more years of eligibility left at this point. Um so graduate school that's definitely an option. Um I think just kind of my fear with that, especially part of it is like some of the schools I'm looking at. There's not like one of the schools I'm looking at is the University of Hawaii. I actually have a meeting with a potential advisor yeah. next week. Um and so Going to the University of Hawaii, they're going to have a club team for me to play on. I did look. There's going to be an ice house in Honolulu. Yeah, I would going to at least one or two have my, <laughs> Yeah, like I'll have a hockey fix somehow, but just playing on a club team probably. Um, I think part of me has become... Okay with that. I mean, I think originally I would have been like, no, there's gotta be hockey where I go. Recently yeah. picked up surfing as a new hobby. Oh boy. Um, and so that yeah, it's totally <laughs> different. I think though, believe it or not, you know, um kind of especially as a goalie, you know, balance, you know, a lot of the skills that you have, they've kind of helped me at least jump the gun and you know, advance a lot faster than I think someone normally would. Surf a new passion of mine that I've kind of taken advantage of um, because fortunately you can actually go out and surf during COVID playing hockey. (laughs) Yes. However, it's a lot more difficult. But um, yeah, so I mean, if I get the opportunity to play um, and it's in the cards, I'll definitely look into it. But it's just a matter of where I'm going to be and things like that at that point.
1: Yep. I know when I was playing on the NCAA side, you had four years of eligibility over a five year span. That, that was the rules at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but, yeah, you, you're totally right of uh, savor the moments uh, because you don't know when they're going to end. And, and it might be that, you know, COVID hits. Uh, you might have that injury. Uh, you, you look at a guy like Jack Jabonski up here in Minnesota mm-hmm. who playing in a high school game, and that, that was that, or Travis Roy, who just passed away. You, you never know when that last game is. And I remember for me – I, uh, again, I was the backup for the game, but my last college game that I dressed for, it was very fortunate that it was in the, uh, league championship for, uh, the MIAC Minnesota interscholastic athletic conference. Uh, they had a JV championship, Mm -hmm. uh, for us and we happened to be playing it. We won the game and which made that special. Um, but, I didn't want to leave the ice. Cause I knew if I left the ice, I had to take my Jersey off for one last time. And th- that, that was kind of mm-hmm. tough. And, um, it was an away game. So we always showered before we got on the bus cause nobody wanted a sinky bus for two and a half hours. So, um, I just sat there. I, I knew, uh, luckily for me, the rink we were at the Augsburg ice Trainer, which is the uh, ice rink where they tied Goldberg to the net and mighty ducks won. Mm-hmm. Um, only had two shower heads in the visiting locker room. So I knew it was going to be a while. And I, I just waited until keeping an eye on how many guys had, you know, gotten dressed cause they were showered. So then it was like, all right, now it's time to take it off. And just kind of that mm-hmm. slow, take it off and still have the respect for the Jersey, put it up on the hook, not just throwing it in the bag. And yeah, you know, that, that, that was a tough evening. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Um, but I, I knew it was coming and, yeah uh, it it just happened so um well ryan thank you for your time it's been fun talking to you um uh, where can listeners find you or the uh unc wilmington hockey team on social media if they're interested for sure so
0: um let me just make sure i get the correct handle here but for uh uncw you can find us at um it's just uncw hockey um is kind of the handle for instagram Um, okay and i think it should be the same for twitter um we also have a facebook page as well so whether you're interested in coming to play or just want to follow along um we've got especially our instagram page is um quite funny and fun to follow along on the different things that guys have going on on there Um, that's how how i found the
1: team actually uh yeah through there because you know as i mentioned mom and dad live over there and uh, i just discovered you know i was Board one day and found the team and it's like all right I'm gonna follow them. so I, I've, I've been following the team from afar for a while yeah we have
0: um I don't know it's always fun the guys that it's almost like that's probably you know we have our president all the different you know positions um within our team but the one that is probably most sought after and the one that if you get it you better do it right there's probably <laughs> you know there's probably more pressure on our social social media guy than there is president and everything just because everyone on our team is making sure they want those posts the content to be funny good all yep. that so um yeah even the guys after are like hey you better have a good guy like whoever's the guys graduating guys years down the road are like you better have a good guy running that social media cuz we want yep. it to stay you know good content and everything
1: well and so, not only that for follow it. for alumni it's a way for them to keep tabs and stay connected with the team too um, You know, I I still keep an eye on my college team, my high school team. Every time I know they're playing, I'm, I'm checking those updates whenever I can. Um, Mm -hmm. There's some pride even when you're, you know, 20, 30 years out of the school. So, yeah, well, again, Ryan, I appreciate your time. It's been fun chatting with you. Um, I'm actually going to be, in Wilmington in two weeks, so it'll actually be two weeks after this episode airs. But I'm going to be there two weeks from when we're recording. So uh depending on what's going on, we may have to get together for a uh beverage.
0: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I am heading out this weekend to go back home to New York. So, unfortunately, oh, good I'll for you. you! good um, for you. Get home for the one, holidays by the, yeah, with the family. It's been quite quite busy, kind of end to my semester. I mean, I had, did my honors experiment this past week, looking at hypoxia on corals. So I know hypoxia is low dissolved oxygen, a lot of big words, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I was doing all of that this past week in the past month has been just crazy. So I'm really excited to kind of get home, bum out for a little bit yeah. while I have to quarantine. Uh, um, yeah, kind of go from there, be with the family and everything. So,
1: yeah, well, again, thank you. I appreciate, uh, talking to you. I wish Brian nothing but the best of luck as he continues his education in grad school. I think if he does end up at the University of Hawaii, something tells me he might not miss hockey too much. You can follow the University of North Carolina Wilmington hockey team on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter simply by searching UNCW Hockey. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube by searching Washup goalie. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, when they allow us to play, and all podcast episodes. If you want some washup Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to click the shop link on my website. As we look ahead to 2021, I'm already lining up some exciting guests to talk to and working on some other opportunities I'll be sure to share with you when things are finalized. I need to thank the hockey band, the Zambonis, for allowing me use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to for future episodes. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or shoot me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. The Bruins beat the Rangers. Uh.